Hockey smells. Hockey smells awful. I um, used my to yeah. play hockey. My father-in-law played hockey. Oh my god. It I I used to be a figure skater and there was a hockey team, like a really good hockey team, and oh my god, sometimes we'd have to use a locker room after them. It has a very distinct odor and I will never forget that odor for us cuz I skated for like 8 years. For as long as I live, I will never forget that hockey odor. It is rank. I'm sorry, did you figure skate? This is the great news. You didn't know I figure skated? Girl, yeah. How old were you? Like, um, eight to like 16. Hottie with a tutu skates like a chill. <laughs> Welcome to the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Ashley and Dawn. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club girls who don't always agree, but do enjoy a good book discussion. I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. And I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. Grab your favorite beverage and come and enjoy our universe. Welcome back to the Novel Universe with your hosts, Ashley and Dawn. And today we are going to be going back into the Bromance Book Club saga as we review book four in this series. If you have not read any of the Bromance Book Club books by Lisa K. Adams, you are going to be a little lost. If you start with this book, it is going to spoil some of the relationships that plan out between the group. So we would highly recommend reading book one because it's definitely worth your time and then continuing on to book four that we are now on. This is your first time here. Thanks for joining us. If you are on social media at all, you can follow us on Instagram and we sometimes post some videos to YouTube, depending upon how we feel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you can mainly catch a lot of Dawn's reviews on books because I'm currently traveling the country with my husband and my son, so my internet is not always the best to do reviews. <laughs> but without further ado, this is Isn't It Romantic by Lisa K. Adams. With his passion for romance novels, it was only a matter of time before Vlad took up the pen to write a novel romance book club would swoon over. Elena Konikova has lived her entire life, adult life in the shadows as a daughter, as a daughter of a Russian journalist who mysteriously disappeared after speaking out against government corruption. She escaped danger the only way she knew how. She agreed to marry her childhood friend, Vladimir, and moved to the United States, where he is a professional hockey player in Nashville. Vlad also aka the Russian, thought he could be content with his marriage of convenience, but after four years, it has become too difficult to continue in a one-sided relationship. He joined the Bromance Book Club to learn how to make his wife love him, but all he's learned is that he deserves more. He's ready to create his own sweeping romance, both on and off the page, and the bros are willing or unwilling to let Vlad forego true love and his time. And this time, they're not operating solo. And I'm not going to say any more because there's a little bit of, like, so... I don't know why people do that. It just I don't either. <laughs> um, so, as always, our 
reviews go as we will do a non-spoiler and then we will tell you when we're going to spoil some things. So if you haven't read it, don't worry, we're not going to spoil it for you right away. Right away. Right away. We'll talk about it though. Okay. First things first, let's hear what the ratings are. Dawn. (laughs) I want to, I, okay. So... Ashley and I do not discuss the book. We don't know what we read the book. But I'm curious to think what you thought that I gave it. Based on your facial expressions and the way that you talked about things, I'm thinking a 2.5, maybe 3. Okay. Okay. Um, Close? Yeah. I gave it a three and a half. Yeah, (laughs) it's a hit or miss with me, folks. It's a hit or miss with me. Ashley's more consistent. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I like consistency. Okay. I'm, yeah, it's fine. I I think it's just, it's great. I think you gave it a four and a half. I gave it a four. Okay. I gave it a four. I couldn't quite give it a four and a half. I didn't love it as I loved the first one. But I liked it more than the last one we read. Yeah. Like, Agreed. I liked that one. Yeah, I liked it way more than that one. Um, it's definitely a page flipper for me. I finished it in, like, 18 hours, which is unheard of <laughs> um, for me. I wasn't constantly reading for 18 hours, but, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So. But for me, that that was, like, real quick, and I was, like, really reading versus listening to an audiobook. Yeah. So. It's a very, it's a very quick read. I will say that, like, I was, like, flying through it, so. That's Mm -hmm. a good thing. All right, and as always, we start off with things we did not like. Yeah. I don't have a lot that were, like, detrimental. I do have one. Okay. And then I have a few nitpicks. Okay. So, would you like to start, or you want me to give my one? Well... Breaking news, Dawn only has one dislike. <laughs> I know. It's actually not a dislike, it's a nitpick, to be honest with you. Cause okay. it didn't it didn't cause me to lower my rating. And I consider that a nitpick. So my only nitpick I'll say is I thought the, the issue with Elena's father in the end was a little cheesy. That's okay. it. Um, but I like I didn't dislike anything with this book, but like you said, I liked the first book a lot better. Well, not a lot better, but I liked it better than this one because I thought that Lisa K. Adams did a really good job of incorporating their uh, Gavin and Tessa's uh, childhood issues into their adult relationship issues, where I think this one didn't quite do it. As well mm-hmm. as the first one. If it had done it well, the first one, I would have given it a four. But not quite. So I really don't have any... There's nothing huge to dislike about this book. It's it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Yeah. So. No, I agree with you. Because that was, like, borderline, like, why I couldn't give it a higher rating. Was because of, <laughs> towards the end of the book, I really felt like there there was room to give us that backstory because we had so much of it from Lad 
that you were like, okay, Elena's going to come in now, and now we're going to fully kind of understand, like, what's really going on in her brain, why she is the way that she is. And I don't feel like she had enough shining time on the page towards the end. That was my biggest thing is that I really wanted to – I wish we would have seen her strengths in her specific line of work and why she knew the things that that she did because some of the things that were happening were kind of a surprise. I was like, oh, oh, she's like on a different level than I thought she was. And there was plenty of room for us to have experienced that or led up to it. So it wasn't a shock as when there was the big climax at the end <laughs> that's all I can say because I don't want to like ruin it yeah um with this and then did you have any like other like significant nitpicks nope that was it no yeah okay I think I agree Ryan's not really there I think it's fine other <laughs> <laughs> things you like <laughs> let's see um, are we talking about likes yeah okay that was the shortest dislike that has ever happened in the history of the novel I was, universe I was ready to say nitpicking time but <laughs> we had none we have none yeah we have none because hold on because Don's always like whoa 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 now I'm not ready I know yet. I know <laughs> I know not this time <laughs> Okay. okay so my first like is one of my biggest complaints with the first three book is the book that the men are reading I never like the book that they're reading but I liked this one finally finally we get a good companion book that's mirroring the plot of the book yay yeah I, I agree wholeheartedly because that was like the one thing that like kept throwing me off in the first book and then throughout and I was like what is the point of this like it kind of just takes you out of the story but I think because of the way that this particular romance book I'm not gonna say who is yeah. by or anything like that the way that it's done it has more meaning because of how it plays out with the characters so I really liked that yeah. um, as well. I loved seeing all of the romance men together. They cracked yes. me up. I yes. have just, like, I would be sitting there and just, oh, 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 and my husband's looking at me like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, yeah. you don't understand. <laughs> just because they're, like, a fun group of guys that you wished you were like going out for drinks with because they're a good time yeah and not in a bad way they're just good people to be around so that was one of my likes is that you just got like re-immersed into that group yeah I feel like I left that group at all so that was nice I felt like so in the third book Noah was an asshole like he was mean to the guys and I, I don't know if Lisa I don't know if other people had that complaint but maybe she heard some notes and was like, okay, let's not do that. Let's put more of the guys in here than in book three, because that was one of my other complaints was like, it wasn't enough bromance book club because that's what the title of the book is. 
where yeah. where are the guys? Because the guys are the best part. Well, not the best part, but it's it's, it's what true. makes this book stands out. And why would yeah. you leave them out of the story? So exactly. yes, I agree. No one's like an, in, an an outsider coming in. You know, he's yeah. not really part of it. The core group, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, I said that one thing I liked was there were several new characters. There was a group of ladies. And even though there were a lot of characters, I never felt like any of them were expendable. I felt like each one of them contributed to the plot. And I understood all of them. I never felt like it was too many because that's often one of my complaints is like, why do you have this character in here? It's not doing anything. But I never felt that way. So, yeah, I liked all of the new... I liked the idea that Vlad had another group of friends that he could confide in. Mm-hmm. And that they really took care of him and everything. Excuse me, my voice. But, yeah, so that was my next like. Yeah, it's because Vlad is, like... Vlad's seen as, like, the big friendly giant in this group. And so the fact that he has, like, another group of people that he confides in and is nurturing and caring for them it's just like oh it's so him it's not like out of character at all for us to be introduced to these newer characters because they add to the story in a really good way or not like well your your screen time was pointless because you did nothing for yeah. me you know like in one of our last books for you that it was like what was the point of you the story could have moved on without you yeah Thank you very much <laughs> yeah um let's see i that was one of my likes was the crazy like neighbors i loved them in this book mm-hmm. um but last like confession about his relationship i felt was so pivotal in this story because of a lot of different reasons i can't really say a whole bunch but i i liked the fact that he was finally able to be like open and honest about his relationship struggles and what he wants for himself versus what you know he's kind of been pushed into a situation with and he was willing to like let things go because he knew he deserved better and all that stuff i really liked that part because we a lot of times you don't get to see growth in male characters and that was really big for me was to see his growth and really go deep with him and how he was feeling about things. So I like that a lot. Um, this is kind of a dumb like. It's probably only something that I liked, but once again, one of my complaints from the previous books, not the first book, but book two and book three, is that each of the female characters had a little subplot. It wasn't a subplot. It was probably a main plot. So, like, Liv was dealing with some sexual harassment and um, Alexis was dealing with some daddy yeah, issues. And that. that, too. But her main thing was some daddy issues in it, too. And in those two books, I felt like Adam's didn't quite do her research even though in book three she did have some knowledge of that subplot with Alexis but I felt like it just seemed like it wasn't her research wasn't done well and then their storyline was just poorly done whereas this one Elena has a subplot 
but she didn't try to pretend like she knew anything about it. She just kind of put it there. It wasn't a huge part of the story. That could be a good thing or a bad thing. One could say that, well, I would have liked that to be developed more because that's an interesting subplot. But if the author is not knowledgeable of it and is not going to do the research to become knowledgeable, then don't try. And I prefer you to not try than to, to make it make it bad. So I appreciated the underdevelopment of Elena's subplot. <laughs> I think it's true, though, because I think if we would have had more, it would have taken away from the whole concept of the, the romance book club. That's true. Like, it really would have, because, you know... In the first book of this series, it's Gavin and Tessa, and, like, they have a huge history, and they're both immersed in this club already, so I don't feel like having, you know, Tessa's backstory intermixed with Gavin's was, you know, detrimental to the story, because it added to it, whereas the last two books we read, it was kind of like, I don't really know like where this is going. It's not tying in super well because they're not like original characters from the group, if you will. <laughs> so, well, can I just say I loved the cheese man. Loved the cheese man. <laughs> I love I can't even say a whole bunch more about this without spoiling. But that, to me, when I was reading that particular part of Lad's story with Colton, I was just like, oh, that, that, that is so funny. Like, I just can't, the whole concept of it was hilarious. I loved it. Okay. He was, he was, he was I, great. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm almost... No, I was going to say, is he going to be in the next book? I don't know. I felt like in this book, usually in the other books, we have a clear, we know who's going to be the star of the next book, but I feel like there was no clear person. I don't know. Maybe I missed something. Colton. Okay. Because he's like the country singer that's been like hanging around with the guys. Yeah. Okay. Now there was mention of, oh, I need some Colton Wheeler in my life. Okay. So I wonder if he's going to have his own. We'll see. You would think because yeah. Colton nor Dell have had their own books, but then they introduced Noah. Like, wh- what? Anyway. Okay. Malcolm, too. Like, Malcolm doesn't have his own book as well. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, I have to say I liked Vlad. He's my second favorite. Mac is still my favorite. Uh, but I liked Vlad a lot. Uh, mostly because of, what, of the stuff that you mentioned already. So I'm not going to repeat it. But <laughs> I know. Before we, like a year ago, we were when we were done with book three, I was like, Ashley, don't make me read this damn book. I am not trying to read a whole book of doo-doo jokes. Like. <laughs> I know. So I was I not looking forward. I mean, of course, I laughed at Vlad in the previous three books. He's funny. He, he funny. He's funny. But it's doo-doo jokes. And I'm like, I'm not in the mood for that. But I'm glad I read. Well, no, I won't say I'm glad I read it. But I'm glad there was not a lot of doo-doo jokes. I like Vlad now more than the other guys. So mm-hmm. that's a like. I, 
I liked the fact that um, it wasn't a a highlight on the gastrational like issues that we experience. You know, we're opened up with a particular scene, and I'm like, oh no, what? <laughs> you still haven't gotten this under control. <laughs> you know, but it's like that was. It's kind of like we we grew and moved past that. It was still a thing. It was still there, but it wasn't the center of it. I don't think I would have liked it if it was because no. it's like he's an adult now, you know. He's been an adult. We're still talking about poop, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I I I don't I don't have a lot more to say that I really liked without giving things away. Other than the last the last part Because you know we're what this is what you expect when you read the romance book club books. You expect a manual. You expect some sort of trophy relationship that we're trying to move past, and then you expect a grand gesture. Mm -hmm. I love the grand gesture. I really did. I always look for that, and I think it's just amazing because it's what all the guys want is that opportunity for the grand gesture to profess how they feel about their significant other yeah. and I just think it's so great so great my last like is I I liked how Adams basically narrated the pacing of this book I thought it was a little clever because you know I haven't I haven't read that I'm pretty sure she's not the first person to do it but I haven't read it so I thought it was cute yeah so we have a surprise for Dawn she hasn't read it yet. This is good. <laughs> I mean that in the best way, though. Okay. I really do, because you read so much, and you're like, I've seen this before. I know. It's not good. Well, they should try and do, you know, let me read off five authors that have done it well for you. It's okay? true. And then she goes into her <laughs> I do. So I'm glad that you were surprised for once. I know. And weren't like... I've run this before. <laughs> all right i got nothing else me too i have nothing right. else because i don't want to say any more without spoiling so all right if you'd enjoy what we've had to say we really hope that you do go back and you read it if you have not and if you're wanting to see what else we want to talk about with this book you can stay listening in five four three two one so we're gonna spoil it all right <laughs> I didn't write down any notes for spoilers, so I'll just go off of what you say. I'm like, I don't know what there is to spoil. Well, can I just say that I'm glad that um, the way that their relationship starts to rekindle is because she feels the desire to go back and help him because he has helped her through so much with the loss of her dad and needing to get out of Russia and the fact that it happened, like, when he, like, severely injured himself in the middle of, like, playoffs. I'm like, oh, my gosh, if you were not a sports person yeah, that's at bad. all, it's nothing to you. But it's, like, detrimental. That's terrible. Yeah, I've, I felt his pain because I am a sports fan. And, like, to not be able to play in the finals, that's tough. Yeah. And to watch your teammates go, like, 
uh, it's just awful. So, like, that whole start of this story, I was like, oh, yes, like, I love that, you know, and because then our other main character, Elena, is really met at a crossroads where she's like, I moved over here to keep, to basically be safe, and now I feel like it's my duty to go back home and really find out what happened to my dad, you know, as her undercover journalism goes. I loved the fact that, like, they got home, (laughs) and the first she's met with all these animals that keep coming into the house and she's like when did you get a dog and a cat and they're like oh it's just the neighborhood dog that comes over there's food in the pantry he's got crazy neighbors in his house and it's like what is happening in here it's like the whole community is inside of your home oh my goodness um but I liked the fact that they're first met with their uncomfortableness because Vlad smells really bad because Hockey. he's not had a shower. Hockey smells. Hockey smells awful. I um, used my to husband yeah. play hockey. My father-in-law played hockey. Oh my god! It I good. I used to be a figure skater, and there was a hockey team, like a really good hockey team, and oh my god! Sometimes we'd have to use a locker room after them. It has a very distinct odor. And I will never forget that odor for us because I skated for like eight years for as long as I live. I will never forget that hockey odor. It is rank. I'm sorry. Did you figure skate? This is a great news. You didn't know I figure skated? Girl, yeah. Wow. How old were you? Like um, eight to like 16. Hottie with the tutu and skates. Look at you. Yeah, so anyway, the shower scene was hilarious because he had to call the bromance guys to help him. And they're all commenting about his butt. Little butt. That's cute. I'm laughing because Vlad's still so Russian that he doesn't understand American jokes is the best way I can put it. They're all commenting like, well, you could bounce the corner off that ass. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you know, your little butt right there. He's like, what do you mean? Well, your hockey butt. He's like, yeah, I have a hockey butt. Don't you know what I do with my thighs? It's because of my strong thighs you get this butt. Like, and they're just going (laughs) about the butt. It's so funny because it's just like classic locker room talk. It's the best way I can put it. And it's just. It's great to be a fly on the wall when that was happening. <laughs> I did like um, the little butt um, nickname. Every time he said it, I chuckled. It's like, I that's cute. <laughs> All right, little butt. It's like, I just envision this like six foot, like five, super burly man. And they're like commenting on his little tush. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> But I'm curious to hear your thoughts on Claude and Michelle and their whole, like, get up, the neighborhood ladies. I call them, like, the crazy neighborhood widows or unmarried women of the group because they were just... (laughs) At first, Claude was... 
she was funny then she got on my nerves I understood why she was very protective of Vlad she didn't want to see him hurt she knew the source of his hurt and so I understood it um mm -hmm. that's why I said in the spoiler free that she really contributed to the story because it was kind of like his mom a little bit mm -hmm. Michelle I'm glad there was no female hate bullshit I'm glad that didn't happen um she, so she set it up like it was going to be a thing yeah like because Michelle's like recently widowed and all of that or divorced, divorced <laughs> right recently d divorced and whatever and she's a good looking woman and I saw that coming and I was like please don't please don't do that yeah you just give the world against the world type of a thing I don't you know for once in our life so yeah I liked her you know her little contribution so yeah the next book might be her and Colton because because why not yeah I don't think I care about them though well, Colton's okay, I guess, but I don't care about Michelle and her two kids. Her two kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? Let's talk about like their, you know, like falling in into love and like their little like poems that they used to say to each other in Russian was just like super adorable because it was. There were just moments where you could tell that, like, they had a connection connection since they were children of just always being a constant for each other. And he called her his sparrow and, like, all of these things like that. And it was just so sweet because it was the first time you'd actually seen a relationship between two characters where it's like they've just been really close friends. And for a long time, that friend's house was your safe place to go. And especially with the death of her dad and the disappearance and like all that stuff like she had nowhere else to go you know and so when he proposes to her to take her out of a bad situation it's like well why not go you know so I liked that um, I wish we would have seen more of Elena's journalism skills because when we get to the end of the book where it's the big moment where she's kidnapped and because she's been trying to find who killed her father who's responsible for it because her father was on this really big case and all of this stuff and it's like all of a sudden Elena knows like the she knows how to get out of a hijack situation she knows like how to call 911 and the license plate number and i'm like where was her amazing skills throughout the rest of this book because we don't see her as someone is that's undercover and that's able to get the story you know and I thought it was the cheese man. I thought the cheese man kidnapped her. I, I thought, thought it was the cheese man the too. Russian mob. And then he wasn't. And I was like, oh, I, I missed it. I thought I called it. I was like, mm, it's him. Me too. He did it. He did it. And it wasn't. It was some dude back in Russia that was her dad's like co-partner. Yeah. And I was like, oh. 
but she did it so well because Elena's story was not the center of attention. It was Vlad's story. Yeah. So it's like you didn't see it coming at all. But I still wanted to see more of her, like, awesome undercover stuff because she was just so, like, I got to get out of here. I booked a ticket. And guess what? I just lost money on that ticket again. Oops, because I didn't make my plane. I think it was, like, three times she didn't make her plane. Mm-hmm. Ball dressing. <laughs> Well, like I said, I'm glad that wasn't developed because I don't think it would have been done well, honestly. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of the grand gesture? I kind of don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've already forgot. Gone. <laughs> I've, I've totally forgotten. He's like running into her hospital room because he was trying to be the one to like save her, but he had to call the police to go and get her. And he's oh, like hobbling yeah. in with his crutches, and they're all running after him, like it's the grand gesture. Okay, so just dying because then he falls, and they're just like, If you screwed up your leg, that we've worked so hard to nurse you back to help to play hockey, he did screw it up, but he was okay with it because the end result was Elena. So it's fine. But still, I love that. Yeah. Great. Because it's like the whole entire time you're just like, come on, you can do it. You can get there. And I love that it's like it's like we say all the time, it's it's good cheese. It's good cheese because we're willing to see it towards the end. Even though you know that he's gonna make the grand gesture. You know he's gonna make it there at some time. You just don't know how. But it's good cheese. Yeah, it was good cheese. That's all I have. Okay. I got nothing. Well, <laughs> what's our next book? Question. Um. Ooh, I think our next book is. Do you know the name of it? The Last Graduate. Yeah. By Naomi Novik. Yeah, we got a early copy. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Edelweiss. Yeah. Yep. So we got an art for that, so we're going to read it. We were not particularly sold on the first book, Deadly Education. Don and I both talked about it in our podcast we did on it, that we think the story is going to pick up when book two hits. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We really feel like it was laying the battle's wheels. I'm really hoping it's good. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good premise. I love a good anti-hero. And so I'm hoping that she's a good anti-hero. Fingers crossed. Me too. Because we both were like, oh, come on, book two, please. Because I feel like we'll know better how we feel about this series. So join us next time for that. Until then, we'll catch you next podcast. Bye-bye. Bye.